Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, October edition. I can't believe that we are, I mean, we are almost at the middle of October. It feels like September was just a total whirlwind. By the way, the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, presented by our friends over at Hall Financial, David Hall and his team, just unbelievable, a great time right now. Obviously, if you're looking to refinance, potentially purchase a home, I encourage you to go to hallmdg.com and make sure you do it with them. You're going to get the family experience, the the full service experience, the five-star opportunity with them because they are going to take care of you from start to finish. So again, go to hallmdg.com. But I feel like after the last couple of years that we have had, we deserve, you know, the incredible weather that we are getting. And I believe next week, it's supposed to be in the 80s, uh, essentially the entire time. So, you know, make sure you guys are out there taking advantage uh, of this added uh, moment we have with the golf season, because you don't want to let it pass by. We're going to have snow before you know it. You want to make sure you're getting out on the course as many times as humanly possible. It's been tough. Uh, been tough recently for, for Mike and I. Um, just been, you know, so busy. We we haven't really played a ton of golf recently, and it's a shame. I mean, you, you never get those rounds back. You know, just like if you miss a meal, you miss a lunch, you never get that meal back. Okay, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but you get my point. Make sure you get out there, enjoy it, uh, support all of our great golf courses, uh, whether it's public, private, um, you know, wherever. Uh, the The guys have just done an unbelievable job of taking care of us the last couple of years with such high demand uh, in the golfing world the last 18 to 20 months. I, I think courses deserve a ton of credit for handling it all and, and maintaining the course as well as humanly possible. You know, the superintendents and, and all the hard work that they are doing on a daily basis to make sure that the courses, the tee boxes, the greens, uh, the fairways, everything is just in good working and playing condition so that we can go out there and enjoy the game that we love. And, you know, we're really excited um, to get to an interview that we did recently, actually, with Adam Ikemis of the Michigan Golf Course Superintendents Association. And we've had a great partnership with them, their entire team, uh, you know, over the last uh, little over a year, really, since the genesis of Metro Detroit Golfers. And we were able to do essentially a, a morning in the life uh, of a golf course superintendent earlier this week. Yeah, it was uh, it was early. Uh, the sun hadn't even come out yet. Um, and we were at a golf course, ready to go. Their team had a ton of coffee. They had a meeting. They had responsibilities. They had, you know, everything laid out for what they needed to take care of on that given morning, you know, to get the course ready for any golfers who were going to come. Although it was raining that morning, which pushed everything back. And Come to find out, weather is a huge issue uh, if you're a golf course superintendent because it can delay things, it can alter your approach, change the plan, and you just got to adapt and adjust uh, on the fly. But a great conversation with Adam. I want to make sure that we get to that. But one thing I want to mention here um, before we, we talk to Adam and learn a little bit more about what the Golf Course Superintendents Association here in Michigan does, um, you see the news that came out. 
Okay, we're we're getting what we all wanted. I don't know if we all wanted it, but Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau are in the match. I think it's a day after Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, and it's going to be a 12-hole event, which is fascinating to me that it's not going to be 18 holes. Um, but I assume Brooks Kepka had something to do with that because he always says that golf should be like 12 to 14 holes <laughs> because it just gets boring from like holes, well, 12 to like 15. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that it's actually going to be a little bit shortened. But obviously the story itself has just gained a ton of traction. I think it's a little bit over the top. I, I think the fact that, you know, we had to talk about it so much with the Ryder Cup and, you know, are Bryson and Brooks going to play together? And, you know, is, is Steve Stricker going to pair them and blah, blah, blah. It, it was a little bit over the top. But I will say, if you're a golf fan, if you're a golfer, uh, if you followed this story at all, I bet you're going to tune in, even if it's just for a few holes, just to watch it. Do I expect anything to happen? Of course not. It's probably going to be boring. It's probably not going to be uh, overly entertaining. But to at least see those guys go out there and compete and play and screw around, it, it will be fascinating TV. And I will say, I think they're going to be doing more of these matches moving forward. I mean, the whether it's Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning or, you know, Charles Barkley, all of these one-off, you know, golf events have been great. I think they've been awesome. So uh, another one coming to you the day after Thanksgiving, Brooks versus Bryson or Brooksy. I'm kidding. Um, should be interesting. I'll definitely watch. I guarantee a lot of people out there will uh, actually watch as well. But, you know, who, who knows what we'll actually see and what will come out of it. But, uh, again, thanks for all the support uh, with Metro Detroit golfers. Everyone has just been unbelievable. Make sure you get those last rounds with the tour card in as well uh, before we get into simulator season. And, of course, uh, if you haven't looked at the list of all of our simulator partners as the weather starts to turn, make sure you do that. Obviously, we have a huge partnership with X-Golf um, and, and, you know, several locations with them. Should be an exciting uh, fall, an exciting winter to be able to play golf year-round. It's amazing how much things have changed. But if you want to see more of an expanded list, make sure you go to Metro Detroit Golfers dot com. And as always, uh, if you want to be up to date on everything that is going on, you want to be first to know, make sure you text MDG to 545454 and get on our text list. Uh, you will be the first to know if there's a foursome giveaway, if there's uh, you know, something discounted. If there's an event coming up, uh, we have a lot on the docket, especially as we, you know, transition into the fall and the winter here. Want to make sure we get out there and meet and greet and have some fun uh, with all the MDG community. So again, text MDG to 545454 to jump on that text list. But of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, got a week five offer for every football fan and you need to jump on it. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so um, I think this is a no-brainer. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MDG. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code MDG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, 800-270-7117, 21 or older, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. And, of course, really appreciate our partnership 
with DraftKings Sportsbook. Easiest app to use, the very best in my mind. And I love that they're doing same-game parlays as well. DraftKings Sportsbook just killing it. Uh, an unbelievable partner of ours. Really excited to continue with them. And again, want to make sure we mention the presenting sponsor of the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast, Hall Financial. Some exciting things uh, on the docket uh, with Hall Financial here in the near future as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but again, if you're looking to refinance, purchase a home, make sure you go with them. You're going to get treated, you know, not like a number in line or, you know, somebody that you know, you're going to get passed along to you know another person and then a third person and a fourth person and then you have no idea who you're talking to no they're really going to treat you right give you five-star service go to hallmdg.com if you're interested and with that i want to make sure we get to our conversation with adam Ikemis of the michigan golf course superintendents association detailing what goes into maintaining all of our great courses you know what the day-to-day looks like and honestly, how the association is trying to help you, the golfer, and anyone who's looking for a job as well, because it is a great career to get into. And it's not just mowing lawns. There is a science behind it. Uh, you'll hear more from Adam Mickemus right here on the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast presented by Hall Financial. What does this job mean to you? The job of golf course superintendent? Uh, I mean, it means a lot to me. I started working in the industry when I was 13 as a caddy. I uh, started working in the golf course maintenance industry when I was 17 uh, down in this area in Metro Detroit. And uh, I mean, I'm as ingrained in this industry as you could possibly be. I uh, just really have a passion for our members and what they do and how they do it. And uh, really happy that you guys are helping us communicate that to golfers because it really is the backbone of any golf course operation is the maintenance. Uh, you ask anybody, what's the number one thing on a golf course? Conditions. Everybody else is a different number two, but I know what number one is. It seems like you guys are really tight-knit group where you can all lean on each other, yeah. questions, help, uh, facilitating relationships, whatever it may be. Where does that bond, I guess, come from? You know, it, it's it's uh, the, the common knowledge, right? I mean, everybody that, that's done this job has had the same struggles, same successes, the same problems. So you can sit down and you immediately have a bond with somebody. I mean, I could walk into a room with golf course superintendents from anywhere and immediately we already know we have like 90% in common, right? So you just you just know what everybody else needs. You know how hard it is. You know how thankless it can be. You can know what the struggle is. So to be able to come help somebody with that is really fulfilling. So yeah, it's a great it's a great brother and sisterhood in our, our association and, and worldwide. I mean, it's, uh, it's really like nothing else I've ever seen. Seems like you guys bond over being early risers yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grinding it out, right? I mean, it's similar to any job, you know, that you're, you're working off hours, you're dealing with Mother Nature, um, you know, you kind of get formed by fire, right? It's, uh, it, you embrace the struggle, and then every once in a while you get one of those days where you can look back and smile and go, man, this place is just perfect. And then the next day you start all over again. You mentioned the, uh, the thankless uh, tag. Has mm-hmm. that changed a little bit over the last couple of years you know it's getting better a lot of it you know some of us from you guys um but i think the recognition of the the science the art the importance of the golf course superintendent uh it's almost hard because when you're really doing a great job nobody notices right it's when things aren't going great that everybody notices and and overall because of the education the technology and the advances in the industry there's less of that right i mean you don't hear of golf courses losing greens anymore uh, you don't hear of any, any anybody getting let go for that sort of thing. What makes Michigan unique, different, you know, all these courses, 
the superintendents, the energy, the, yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Part of it is a, has a lot, at least in our industry, has a lot to do with Michigan State University being one of the premier turf schools in the country. I'm a Michigan State grad, 2002. Stop at any golf course in, in the state of Michigan, you're going to probably find a Michigan State guy in the shop and a Ferris State guy in the pro shop. Um, so we have that really good base starting right there. Uh, the weather in, the, in midsummer, and, and especially in northern Michigan, there's nowhere else in the world that has better weather than that. Um, it's kind of amazing that we have so many golf courses on such a short season. Um, beyond that, I guess I'm, I'm not sure why we have so many golf courses, but I'm glad we do. <laughs> what would you say to uh, you know a 16-year-old, 18-year-old, 20-year-old um, that is trying to figure out what they want to do and why you know this is something they should at least look into? Yeah, there's a huge need. So in the in the recession time, uh, a lot of turf schools stopped. They just ran out of students. And even the ones that still had students like Michigan State and, and those sort of Penn State's and other big turf school, the enrollments really dropped. We're starting to see that hit the market now. Uh, the same things happen on the golf professional side. So both sides need professionals. Uh, you can make a really good living. You can work every day on a golf course, see the sunrise, uh, work with other people, get instant gratification in your work. If nothing else, if you like to play golf, like, and that's the reason I got into this, right? I wanted to play golf at the local country club. My parents weren't members, so I went and worked on the grounds crew and played on Mondays. Uh, so if you like to play free golf, I mean, and lots of, if you work on the grounds crew side of things, you start at five, six in the morning, you're done with work at three in the afternoon. You can go play golf, get your get errands done, whatever you want. It's just a, it's a great industry to be in. So is it for everybody? No, you have to have a passion for it. It's not easy, right? It's not something that you go into lightly. But if you love it, if you love being outside, you love working outside, you love the instant gratification of getting things done, this might be for you. At least go try it out. They really need staff as well. So even if you don't decide to go do it as a profession, get on a golf course crew, work for three or four summers. It's a great summer job. Seems like you guys in the organization are really pushing education, uh, awareness, you know, trying to get the word out about everything that you guys do. Is that a huge emphasis? It is, you know, a lot of things, you know, it's easy to, dismiss when you show up at a golf course, you know, everything's fine. It's just mowing grass. You people, oh, I got grass in my yard. I mow grass in my yard. It is so much different than that. I mean, the science from, from the soil to the irrigation system, to the turf type, to the weather, to the applications of products to make sure that the grass stays alive, to get conditions that golfers want to play in, uh, managing staff. I mean, and then you get into the equipment maintenance side of things. I mean, there's so many layers I mean, if you did a, a, a walk back from that first tee shot you hit to what caused that, I mean, it's 20, 30 deep of things that have to all go right for that to happen for you guys every day. What are some of the goals you guys want to uh, accomplish here in the next few years? I and mean, obviously it's a good time to be in golf. Yeah. Uh, you know, are there things that you have on the radar, things you want to do, goals, you know, whatever? Yeah, I mean, our, our mission is to uh, provide services to our members that promote and enhance our profession. And, and that's really is our driving goal. Um, so this is part of promoting the profession. Uh, we also have a lot of educational resources behind this to make sure people are up to, to date on the current technology, uh, both the chemical-wise, equipment-wise, agronomic-wise. And things are happening, just like every other industry, things are happening so fast. Uh, and the expectations are rising with that, right? I mean, golfers expect perfect conditions. And we're getting better at providing that. But, you know, in a day like today, you get a bunch of rain, there's really not much you can do about it. Uh, so our goal is just kind of continue to grow, continue to promote the profession to, to jump your golfers. I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a great way to live your life. You know, if you love golf and you love being outside, it's really is a good option. Um, anything else that you want to point out, mention, any specific things maybe that we missed? 
Well, I don't think you missed anything, but I always try to say that whether you're a golfer or not, there's nobody that cares more about the facility than a golf course superintendent. So when you go up to you go to a golf course, maybe the greens are rolling a little bit slower than they're used to. Uh, maybe there's some dry spots. Um, just remember, it's not for lack of care. It's either for lack of resources, too much play. It, it's never that the superintendent doesn't care. I mean, these guys live and die by the golf course. They're here all day, every day. They're sun up to sundown, trying to do the best they can with what they have. But you also have to be aware of what you're paying. Right? If you're a member at a high-end private country club and you paid a six-figure downstroke and you're paying a bunch of money every month, then expectations should match that. They should also match that if you're paying $20 for 18 in a car. Right? So don't expect the steak if you're going to McDonald's. Okay? And that's okay. Everybody has their spot to fit in. You don't, when you first start golfing, you don't become a member at a private country club. You start at the local golf course. It's usually a small family-run business that's been handed down and they're doing the best they can. Right? So support your local golf course it's okay to pay a little bit more to play golf right that money is an investment in your hobby i often refer to it like uh, ducks unlimited with hunters right you want to support your habitat that you do your hobby in golf is no different right so it's not a bad thing to actually pay to play golf and support your local golf course so it'll be there right so i think that's those are those are some of the important things to consider from the golfer's point of view what does it take to keep up a course like this to make it in tip-top shape so, I mean, I get this, I get this question asked a lot. What's the average budget for a golf course or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And even, it, even just like abstractly, like, does it take dedication, people, does it take? It takes everything. I mean, it takes dedication, it takes people, it takes equipment, it takes money, uh, it takes training, it takes luck, uh, it takes weather, uh, you know, but I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing, usually the biggest impact is money, right? If you have and the budgets on a golf course range from anywhere as low as 150 to 200 thousand dollars a year to two to three million dollars a year right so not only are golf courses not comparable as the same thing but even one hole to the next right there's certain issues on this hole it's in a floodplain it's wetter it's drier the irrigation's newer it's older uh, so to, to compare one golf course to the other is just it never works and we know that as superintendents but it's hard for golfers to just say well it's like saying a car is a car right an f-150 is not the same thing as a ferrari they're both cars but they're not the same thing so it it just takes uh, uh, superintendents are you know for jack of all trades master of none they're jack of all trades master of some but I mean, they have to know about electrical, they have to know about uh, water quality, they have to know about chemistry, they have to know about biology, they have to be leaders, they have to manage staff, they have to understand agronomy, they have to understand members' needs. I mean, I could sit here and do this for hours, but I mean, with the amount of stuff these guys need to know, and then all that changes in an instant, it rains, right? So best laid plans, it rains, it doesn't rain, somebody doesn't show up, somebody quits, and right now it's so hard to find labor. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a constant juggling act out here, but they love it and, and they should, it's a great job. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 